1: What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger, Derek Larger joining you as always. So guys, we're going to basically talk a little more about the training camp battles and who we believe is going to win certain spots in training camp. Training camp's only a few days away starting up, so we're it's coming very closely, and we're excited to see what else is going to happen here. But first position that we kind of wanted to discuss on who could potentially beat the other person out is the second quarterback spot. We're all in agreement that Carson Wentz is going to be the starter for this year coming up. But ultimately, it's a matter of who gets the second quarterback spot. Jacob Beeston, who was drafted in the fourth round of the 2020 draft, or Sam Ellinger, who was drafted in the sixth round of this last year's draft, Cody, who do you think beats out uh, the other in the quarterback race for the second spot and why?
2: Yeah, I think it's Jacob Eason um, for reasons why I said, you know, in the last video we looked at it. I just think overall he's a better prospect. He's got a bigger arm. He just has a lot more upside, I think, than a Sam Ellinger. Now, where Sam Ellinger beats him out, obviously, is – you know, he can run. He's a lot more mobile. He can do that kind of stuff. He's got that winning mindset and all that kind of stuff. You know, the reasons why the Colts drafted him. But I just think overall, Easton's just such a better prospect in, in just about every aspect. No offense to Ellinger, but, you know, there's a reason why Jacob Easton was obviously taken in the fourth round, but projected to potentially be a, uh, anywhere from a first to second rounder at one point, like he's got the talent that you're looking for in the quarterback position. I mean, there's a reason, Derek, why there were people who before the Carson Wentz trade, although albeit it was a it was a select few, but there are people who are legitimately thinking, roll with Jacob Eason as your starting quarterback. Now I, I wasn't to that point, but I definitely think the man has a lot of talent and I think it's going to show now essentially both these guys are rookies you know, if you think about it from a, from that perspective, of they both have seen zero NFL action in terms of actual live bullets. So, uh, I think Jacob Eason's the better prospect personally, and I think he's going to win the job. Yeah,
1: I mean, as much as I love Sam Ellinger and what he potentially brings, and like you said, his mobility and being able to help the uh, starting defense and practices get used to a more mobile quarterback when we have to face a couple this year you know Sam Ellinger may be that guy to step into a lot of those different packages but yeah I mean I think Jacob Eason with an extra year uh, under his belt whether that was you know with the virtual stuff or not it was still time to learn the playbook time to be around the team time to learn some things as an NFL quarterback that I think Sam Ellinger is just a little bit behind. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. I think Jacob Eason's probably going to be that second quarterback spot, but I said all things considered, it sure will be entertaining for sure. All right, next spot, the wide receiver group. We're all pretty in compliance of who the top four are, And Paris Campbell just got told today by Chris Ballard and his presser that he's going to be a 100% now, full go for training camp, which is great. Glad to hear that. And so now, ultimately, it's a matter of who gets the fifth spot and potentially that sixth spot if that's what the Colts end up deciding to do, which we most likely think they are. Which two players here, Cody, strikes you as being able to take those last two spots?
2: Yeah, um, I'll probably go Ashton Doolin for number five. We've talked about this before. The special teams
0: obviously are the reason for that. And th- We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: I think he's a good player, too. And uh, so he's my number five. Number six is a little bit more tricky for me trying to figure out because there's going to be a couple guys, and Ballard even talked about it today a little bit in his presser, or, or I guess yesterday when this podcast will come out. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be a battle between Patman and Strawn and maybe DeMichael Harris as well for that number six wide receiver spot. Oh man, it's tough, it's really tough, but I got to wonder. You know, with, I mean, out of all these guys, the guy that's probably the most established is probably DeMichael Harris because he's actually seen the field a little bit. So I'll probably go with DeMichael Harris actually for that number six spot.
1: All right. Uh, I'll agree with you with Ashton Doolin at the number five spot. We've said it before, you know, special teams and what he provides there, along with a few plays on the offense, certainly helps. But I'm probably going to go with Michael Strawn here. He's my dark horse. Throughout all of this, I I like what Michael Strawn has been doing this offseason. He's been getting a lot of first-team reps. He's been getting a lot of work in with Carson Wentz this offseason. So I really like where his head's at. I think that he's in a better spot uh, mentality-wise than a couple of these other wide receivers are. And I think you can move a guy like the Michael Harris in and out of the roster whenever you want to. I just think Strawn gives you that option in the red zone that a lot of other guys really don't. So I feel like that would be something for me going forward. And I think strong could be that last wide receiver to see. I'm not sold on Patman yet, as everybody can tell. So, you know, hopefully not much of the Patman fan club is mad at me at that, but we'll see how that goes. But anyway, uh, let's move to left tackle. We know most likely who's going to win the spot once he gets back, and that is Eric Fisher. Still unsure as to whether or not he's going to start the season on the PUP list. We know he's going to be on there through training camp and all of the uh, preseason. Just unsure whether he starts the season that way. But then you have guys right behind him and Sam Tevy, Julian Davenport, and Will Fries, who you drafted in the seventh round this last draft. So ultimately here Cody before Eric Fisher gets put into that spot who wins this battle here
2: I'll throw in Will Holden as well um that was one guy that I think we often look overlook uh, but I think he's going to be right in there battling because he had some reps last year at offensive tackle too but I think yeah it's going to probably go to Sam Tevy. I'm probably going to give him the nod there um and I think that's the reason why he was brought in man like You know, he's had some starting experience over pretty much everybody else. And there's been a lot more positives than, say, a Julian Davenport. Will Fries is a rookie. But Will Holden is definitely a dark horse candidate to come and take that spot in training camp. Like, do not forget or dismiss Will Holden. I'm just going to say that.
1: All right. If Will Holden ends up winning the spot there, then I, I will go on this podcast and I will give you mad props. You predict that one. All right. So let's move to the defensive side here. Let's talk about the defensive ends on both sides. We've been talking about it all offseason, how much depth there is with this defensive end group. You know, you drafted Quiddy Pay, you drafted Dio Adangbo, who we may or may not see towards the end of the season. And then you re-signed a couple different guys. You, you brought back Al-Qadim Muhammad. You brought in Isaac Rochelle. Komoko Tere is back. He's also going to be 100% healthy going into training camp, which is huge. Uh, didn't have that opportunity last year, so it's really nice to see him get back out there and see what he can do. You know, and I know everybody wants to say that, you know, Quitty Pay is going to be the total number one starter and he's going to be out there pretty much every down. You know, I mean, even the Colts have not admitted to saying that at all. You know, obviously Pay has to go out there and earn it just like everybody else, even if he has the p- most potential on this uh, defensive line group at this moment in time. So those starting defensive end spots, man, we kind of, I think we both have been in agreement that Pay will probably win it out, but who are the two defensive ends you think get the official start?
2: Yeah. So I want to clarify official start doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be an every down player. Right. I think the Colts are going to attack in waves. I do. I think there's guys for special occasions. So I think for the label starter, I'm probably going to go Quiddy and I'm probably going to go Taekwondo Lewis. I think those two guys for me are, I don't want to say the surest things, but the guys I'm most confident in right now out of any of these guys and the guys that I feel like. Right now, I've seen enough good from, you know, a Taequann Lewis that I feel like he's ready to step into that other defensive end spot right now. But I definitely think guys like Kamoko Ture, right, and guys like maybe Isaac Rochelle or who knows, maybe Ben Banigou, they'll rotate in and out of quite a lot. So it's not going to be like, oh, they're your starter, you know, they're, they're going to be you're your starter for every down. I don't think that's how it's going to play out at all. I think it's going to be a a very much a committee approach because of all the talent you have at defensive end right now. So yeah, for me, I'm going to go those two guys, but I could also see, you know, those other guys, like I mentioned in Alkadi Muhammad potentially as well. Uh, rotating in there. And and I think it's going to be a very much a rotation because Chris Ballard loves, loves, loves to attack the trenches. And especially now adding another game, I think it's going to be all the more important to continue to rotate and keep bodies in there that are fresh.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's great that we have, you know, guys like that, that can do that. I think the, if the starters for this year is going to actually be uh, Taekwon Lewis with Pay to start the year out. I believe Ture at some point, you know, gets back into the groove of it and comes back in towards more obvious pass down situations. Cause I think he's uh, more of a true pass rusher. So I think he ends up getting a lot more snaps and things like that. And, you know, Alcuddin Muhammad will take a few snaps away from Pay at times. So, I think that, you know, this whole group is really going to get quite a bit of action. But I think Pay and Lewis are going to get the majority of the time to start the year out. That's my prediction for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Linebackers, we know Leonard and Okariki. We've been discussing now for the last couple of weeks that third linebacker position, where exactly. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That is, and who's going to take that spot? Who's your, who's your final call on
2: that? So... I think to start, it'll be Zaire Franklin. I do. I I think he's going to be your starter. Now, he's not going to see a whole lot of snaps, so it's not really going to be that significant, but I certainly could see EJ Speed taking that down the road. Like, even this season, I could see that happening. But I think Zaire Franklin's more of the safe option, quote-unquote, with the linebackers right now, because I mentioned that he's a captain on special teams. You know a little bit more about what you have in him. It's nothing spectacular, but it's solid. And so I feel like Zaire Franklin right now will be your Sam linebacker. He's played there before. He has experience there. And I think maybe EJ Speed takes it eventually, but I think to start the year, it's going to be Zaire. Yeah,
1: I think I probably agree with you that Zaire will start out the year, but I think at some point, you're going to start seeing a lot of EJ speed. And like you said, with EJ or with anyone who gets that third linebacker spot, there's really not going to be a lot of snaps. So I tend to think that you would put the most athletic guy out there that can create a bigger play potential for you when he's out there. And I think EJ speed has that ability to do something like that. And he's getting the limited snaps that we kind of saw uh, Anthony Walker getting as of last year. All right, let's go to the corner spot. We know Xavier Rhodes. We know Kenny Moore. Those guys at the slot corner and the first outside corner, those guys are locks. Now, ultimately, big question, who do the Colts go with at the second outside corner position? Will it be Rocky Sim, Marvell Tell, TJ Carey, Isaiah Rogers, all these different guys, who do you think wins it out?
3: Oh.
2: This is a tough one. I think I'm going to stick with Rock, though. I do. I feel like last year was a little bit of an enigma for him. I felt like I saw a lot of positive steps in his rookie season, had some good moments last year and some bad moments last year. Now it's year three, you know, and this is typically the year when defensive ends and corners, you know, something kind of clicks in them. With Rock, he's got the right mindset. He's got the right work ethic. He's got a lot of experience, a lot of things to learn from from this last year. I mean, I think he's a guy that's going to put in that work and do that. And, you know, people oftentimes compare him and a Quincy Wilson, who was also a second round pick in 2017. And they they often like to compare them, but honestly, I don't see very many similarities in them. You know, Quincy was always so hot and cold. He was always so emotional, it felt like. You know what I mean? Like one day he was like one of the better corners in the league. The next day he's getting burned by everybody. And you're just like, what is going on? I thought that was very much an immaturity thing with Quincy Wilson. And I don't see that at all in rock. I see him very mature individual, very mature player. And he's proven Derek that he can play in this league. Like it's not like he can't play in this league. So I'm going to give the nod to rock. I think. Yeah.
1: I mean, one person actually puts in the time and the work to be able to be on the field for those Sundays and then doesn't complain when he has to cover grass and not players so, you know, one guy shuts up and does the work and the other one just talks and feels bad when he gets put on the bench. So I think Rocky sin, uh, does end up getting that starting spot to start the year out. I mean, I think just like defensive line, I think this second outside corner position is going to be a lot of cornerback by committee until the Colts feel confident in whoever it is to take over that spot. So I think Rock's going to do it. I haven't really heard much on Rock. You know, I mean, I guess that's, you know, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. You know, not, I guess not hearing anything is sometimes good, but then again, you know, not hearing much from anybody, you know, may not also be a good thing. I guess we'll find out once training camp comes along. We'll see how he does versus Carson Wentz and these other quarterbacks you know, going forward. But I, I think he's going to, I think he'll take a better jump this year. I think he understands now the the situation he's in. And I think he's going to improve uh, drastically.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: let's go to the last group here to talk about. And that's the safeties. We know very much so that Julian Blackman and Kari Willis are going to be the starting safeties for this team for quite a while. Just ultimately who rounds out the safety group when you look at all things considered? Who makes the backup roles for the safeties here?
2: Hmm. I think I'm going to go with backup free safety will be Sean Davis from Pittsburgh. And I think I'm going to go with the third safety as the other Sean Davis. I do. Um, As I've heard more about him, as I've talked with people about him, I think the Colts like what they see in him. Now I don't think he's going to see the field a ton, but I think he he certainly has a role in this team and I could see them using him in, you know, that third safety kind of role because um, he he's a very sneakily athletic type of player. So I could see Sean Davis potentially taking that third third safety spot, excuse me. And the other Sean Davis, I think he could, he could potentially be a really nice backup to Julian Blackman.
1: Okay. All right. I'll go with Sean Davis for, Uh, Pittsburgh as being the other safety. And then I think the other guy I'll have go in is George Odom. I think is going to be that fourth spot for me specifically. Um, I just think that ultimately he'll, he'll figure out a way to make that uh, official spot. I don't think that Sean Davis from Florida is going to see a lot of the playing uh, of playing time. Like you said, I think he'll be more of a practice squad guy for a while, you know, potentially. So We'll see how that goes, but that's gonna do it for this one, guys. That is the look at some of the oh Cody got one more thing for
2: kicks and giggles, no pun intended. We gotta do the kicker.
1: Oh, yeah, kicks and giggles. Yes, literally no pun intended on that. <laughs> uh Ballard did mention that you know Hot Rod had a great year last year, but you know, there's always room to improve, and we kind of understood that once the Colts signed another kicker, that you know the competition's always there, and you know, they had that last year with McLaughlin and Blankenship and Blankenship ended up winning out the competition there. So uh, what do you think of the kicking position for this uh, team right now?
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just assume Eddie Pinheiro is some scrub and he's not, you know, he's not a bad kicker at all. So I think for me, I'm going to go with Blankenship, but I don't know if it's going to be as far and away. Hot rod so much better, you know, where people think there's going to be no competition. I think there's going to be a real competition. I do think Hot Rod's going to get better because, you know, competition breeds excellence and and, and it's going to make him better as a kicker as well. But I certainly think it's going to be a battle that, that a lot of people don't think is going to be as close as it is, but I think it might be actually.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you're right. Having that competition, to help Blankenship, you know, really does help make him better. And I think that's exactly what he needs. All right. Well, that's going to do it now after the kickers. So let us know what you guys think going into training camp. Who do you think wins out these key position groups going into the season? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts. And as always go Colts.